I'm Samantha, the style editor, and I am on a mission to help women love themselves and love their wardrobes. Join me as we go into the why of what you're wearing. I am here to empower you, inspire you, and make you feel brilliant about your clothes. Shopping now is entirely different to how it was a few years ago, thanks to a little something called the internet. In today's requested episode, and by requested I mean by our two listeners, (laughs) we are going to talk about how to shop online. How do you make sure that what you're buying is going to fit you, is going to suit you, and isn't going to be a waste of time and money? Stay tuned to find out. Did you know that by 2024, around half of all purchases will be made using a mobile phone? You can do everything on your phone. You can run a business on your phone, you can organise your schedule on a phone, and you can shop on a phone. You don't even need a computer to be a reporter anymore. All you need is something that fits into the palm of your hand, your trusty phone. The high street has seen the impact of this and I'm sure that if you take a look around your local high street you will see how much has changed over the last few years as things have gone mobile. And this is great, it's convenient, it's quick and it's easy but it's also bad because it's quick and it's convenient and it's easy and it's easy to make purchases that you don't need and that you don't even really like. So I want to share a few tips with you and a few questions for you to ask yourself so that you can make sure that what you are buying online or on your mobile is the best use of your time and money. First things first, and yes, I'm sorry, this is going to require some reflecting and thinking. I want you to examine your online shopping habits. When is it that you feel most likely to shop? Do you go online and hunt for items specifically, or are you a bit of a late night shopper? Do you tend to scroll? Do you shop when you're bored? How does online shopping make you feel? And what about the money that you're spending? How much are you spending online? And I don't mean how much are you telling your partner that you're spending online. I mean, really, really, how are you buying? Do you go on a payday spree? Do you see shopping as a reward? Are you using buy now, pay later? You might not want to answer these questions, but the only thing you need to do is ask yourself. The more scared you are, to have this kind of conversation with yourself, the more you need to have the conversation. In her book, We Should All Be Millionaires, Rachel Rogers talks about a weekly money church and it's where you sit down and you focus on your finances. And it doesn't have to be a scary thing. Pour yourself a wine, light some candles, make money something you enjoy. Online shopping should be a tool and it's a resource that you can tap into and not the other way around. Are you taking advantage of having those shops at your fingertips or are retailers taking advantage of having you at their fingertips? Once you've really reflected on those behaviours and you've been honest with yourself, 
you can start to see any patterns and you can start to add in one or two of the tricks and tips that I'm going to share with you now. I want you to make online shopping work for you, not against you. And as we'll dive into in a second, there are plenty of factors as to why it's set up to work against you. The most important thing to remember is that you are at cause. So what does this mean? It means that everything that's going on for you can come back to you. So in every moment, you get the chance to make a change and make a choice. And sometimes it's hard to examine the the behaviours that we are exhibiting that are creating our current reality. But the universe keeps on sending us the same lesson until we learn it. So it's really important to remember that you are always at cause and you always have the chance to make a different or a better choice. And as Gabby Bernstein says, you can always reach for a better feeling thought. So if you're in a a spiral of everything's against me and I'm having a really bad day, what is a better feeling thought? So a better feeling thought in that example would be tomorrow is a new day or I can feel, I can choose to feel better right now or thinking about one thing that actually went good for you today. Because when you start to examine your thoughts, you start to wonder how many of them are actually true. So this has gone deep already for a podcast that's talking about online shopping. And you might be thinking, Sam, I'm just here for the tips and tricks. I don't want to get into any of this mind nonsense. But trust me, it's really important to examine this kind of stuff because that is the way that we make change. Okay, now let's talk about the shopping. My number one recommendation is set aside the time to shop with intention. So if you went to the shops, if you went to your local shopping centre, you'd have to plan that trip. You'd have to spend the day there or you'd have to book in some time in your schedule to go to the shops. So why aren't you being this intentional with your online purchases? What is it that you are looking to achieve from shopping online today? The more intentional you are, the more likely you are to get a result. And this applies to everything in life, right? You set a goal, you set intentions, you say affirmations, you keep on plugging towards that goal, you're more likely to achieve it. Exactly the same thing in shopping, which I know some people will think sounds incredibly frivolous. But we are talking about something important. And it's important because what you wear affects your mood, it affects your energy, what you buy affects your mood, you can feel guilty around your clothes, you can be exhibiting scarcity mindset, all of this stuff is entangled in your clothes. So no, it's not frivolous, it's actually important. And it's important that you are shopping from a place of good vibes and not from a place of oh my God, I've had a really crap day. I'm just going to go on ASOS and buy a load of stuff because that will make me feel better. Trust me, from someone that used to do this all the time, it won't, it don't. Shopping with intention is absolutely key. So get as specific as you possibly can. If you type in dress into Google, you're going to get millions of results. If you type dress into ASOS, you get 6,000 results. However, if you are looking for a green bell sleeve midi dress size 14, your results are going to be much more narrowed down to what you actually want. And getting specific stops you from scrolling. It stops you from 
your eyes from being, um, you know, diverted from what it is that you actually want. And before you know it, you could end up with a virtual basket full of stuff that isn't what you set out to buy. So get really specific. Make a list, as you would if you went to the actual physical shops. Make a list of the shops that you want to visit, the things that you need. Get as specific as you possibly can. And if you feel yourself getting distracted then take a break and go and do something else and come back to it in a bit. Much like you would at the physical shops if you went for lunch or you went for a coffee to mull over what it is that you are thinking of buying. Always ask yourself how many times you can think of wearing an item. How does it fit into your existing wardrobe? Don't step foot inside a shop without first going into your wardrobe and seeing what you already have. And that applies to both physical stores and virtual ones. I have another episode on sales shopping because that is something else entirely. But one thing that I would mention is make a note of sale dates and bookmark anything that you love and set up an alert if something has gone out of stock and you really love it. You might get a return, you never know. But the thing with sales that I always ask clients is, If the thing was that amazing in the first place that you had to have it in your wardrobe, why are you waiting for the sale? Because if it was the kind of piece that you just cannot live without, then you'd snap it up already, right? So that's why sale shopping is something else entirely. And I'll dive into that in the other episode dedicated to sale shopping. But that is a point that I would make is that If something is so amazing, why haven't you already bought it? Is it amazing for a sale price and not you don't feel worthy of having it at the full price? And if so, go ahead and listen to my episode on scarcity because that goes deeper into the reasons why you are only shopping on sale. My next tip, and this is a really important one, don't be lazy, just do it, is know your measurements. This is essential essential i can't make it more clearer can i i don't know just imagine me every time that you're about to shop online you're not sure of your size screaming essential at you (laughs) clothes online are mass-produced they're mass-produced by retailers so they have a a fit model you might have a fit model who say a size 10 and then what happens is that the other sizes bigger and smaller than a size 10 are graded so it they'll go down by you know a few centimeters each way for each size now our bodies are all individual and there's just no way that something that is mass produced is going to fit on your individual body perfectly because we are all different and that is not how mass production works mass production works at mass scale and it's just not possible for retailers to make those products at the price that they currently do if they aren't using a fit model and then sizing up and sizing down just based on a centimetre grading system. So know your measurements, know your bra size, know your waist size, know your hip size, know your thigh size, know your neck size. If you're like me, you've got a bit of a Gaston neck going on. (laughs) Shopping in the men's shirt department since 1989. And just remember that the label doesn't matter at all. A number in a piece of clothing 
cannot sum up your self-worth. But the whole point of knowing our measurements is to avoid unnecessary returns and unnecessary admin. You're busy. You haven't got time to be returning stuff because you didn't check that it would fit you. And if you really love it, take it to a tailor, which I'll go on, go on to talking to you about in a second. A good benchmark question for you is to ask yourself, on a scale of 1 to 10, how does an item need to make you feel in order to stay with you? So if you get your online delivery and you're really excited and you open it all up and there are items in there, one's a 10, you know, you feel amazing in it, one's a 6, one's a 4 and one's a 2, what of those items are you going to keep and what are you going to return? So often I see things that fall below our benchmark, but we we just keep it. We just keep it because it's easier, we think, you know, it's easier to keep it than it is to package it back up and take it back to the post office and send it off to the retailer or we take it out on ourselves. So something doesn't fit properly. And again, it's not our fault. It's because stuff is mass produced. But we instantly blame ourselves and we think, oh, I need to lose weight. I'll lose weight. I'll keep these in the cupboard for when I've lost loads of weight and then I'll wear them. And that invariably never happens. It's about how you want your clothes to feel right now. So on a scale of one to 10, what is your benchmark and what does the item make you feel? And if your benchmark is an eight and the item is a seven, it needs to go. In an ideal world, hopefully after listening to this podcast for a while, if you stick around, you will start to feel that you are totally worthy of just having 10s because you, my friend, are a 10. Now, it's really important that we are conscious consumers. So check all of the information that you can find on an item. How does it say that it should be cleaned? What is it made of? Who is it made by? Who made my clothes is such an important question. If you can't find the information on the website, then go to a site like Good On You, which tells you how conscious a brand is. We, as the customers, ultimately hold the power. We can vote with our money. So every time we make a purchase, we are voting for the kind of world that we want to live in. So why not expand your horizons? There are loads of small brands that are conscious but they just don't have the big budgets of fast fashion retailers who can target you with advertising all the time. If you if style feels a bit ubiquitous to you, if you're looking around thinking everyone's dressed the same, this just doesn't really speak to me and I'm bored of it, then it could be that it's just because of what you're seeing and where you're shopping. Branch out. There are dozens and dozens of amazing small retailers who are conscious, who are making one-off pieces or limited designs and you know you want people to be saying to you where did you get that and you say oh it's one off sorry and be honest with yourself if something is dry clean only and you don't even know where to find a dry cleaners just don't do it it's going to get dirty you're not going to wear it the stains are going to set in you're not going to have time to take it to the dry cleaners it's just not going to work you want clothes that will work for you and that you can wear very often And if something is dry clean only or it's saying hand wash only and you know, if you're being honest with yourself, you're never going to bloody do those things, then don't buy it. Leave it for someone else who will. If you see an item somewhere, so you see a picture of someone wearing something on Pinterest, say, and your heart is racing and you've not felt this way for a long time about an item of clothing, then I would suggest doing a reverse image search. 
So you can use something like tin eye, put the image in and it will show you where it's come from. And if that item is no longer available, set up an eBay alert. You just never know. Just put it out there to the universe and see what comes back to you. This has happened to me several times. It happened with a jumper that I saw on Olivia Palermo because, you know, obviously we're basically the same. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I, I love that. And I couldn't find it. And I set up an alert for it once I'd found where it was from on eBay. And, you know, a few weeks later, there it was. I had it. And what's so nice about that is that it's much slower and that is what we should really get back to in fashion and style. The internet has made it really easy to get something the next day. So you don't even need to think about it. You just like something, you add it to basket, it's yours. Whereas having to get stuff that you've searched for or that you've waited on is just, it's a different feeling. It's more of a treat and you are likely to get more wear from it because you respect it and value it more than you did if you'd have just gone onto the Zara app at the end of a bad day, added loads of stuff to basket and then it's arrived at your house. Beware, buyer, beware of all the clever tricks that retailers use to get you to make a purchase. When you go into a physical shop, the layout, the lighting, the music, the imagery, the mannequins, they're all set up to entice you. The internet is no different. They spend millions of pounds on their apps and on their advertising online. Stuff like X number of people bought this item or only X number of this item left. They're there to create scarcity and so that you will think, oh my God, I better buy it right now because otherwise someone else is going to have it. You know, I find that whole X people bought this item thing really interesting psychologically. It plays into our need to be part of a community because we think, well, if other people have got it, it must be the thing, right? But when it comes to style, I personally think that individuality is better and seeing X number of people bought this item actually does the opposite. It puts me off. I don't want to be walking down the street and see someone in the exact same outfit as me. But this stuff works. Retailers do it. And I invite you to look at the purchases you've made and the little things that have enticed you to do it so are you enticed by x number of people bought this item it all goes back to the idea that you are at choice so you can make a choice you are in charge of your money you're in charge of your time you're in charge of your style not the retailers they are not in charge of you and don't let them tell you what you do and don't like unsubscribe from newsletters if they tempt you unfollow stuff on social media that makes you feel bad or makes you feel like you're missing out if you don't have this specific item and remember that something might look like an, an a bargain right now online but if you get it and you never wear it it's not a bargain at all if it goes hanging unworn in your wardrobe it's not a bargain it's a waste of money and all it's going to do is bring a feeling of shame and guilt into your life and you don't want that if you find that online shopping is very much an impulse activity for you, I have two additional tips that I could give. One is get yourself a wardrobe app. These are free and you can upload your items of clothing to the app and you can create outfits in it. And this is really good as an alternative to stuff like ASOS. So if you find that you are scrolling at night on ASOS, why not instead scroll through your own wardrobe? 
I use an app called Closet. It's completely free. It takes a while to upload all of your items, but in the long run, it's well worth it. It will save you so much time in the long run. And my second tip, of course, free advertising for myself, is work with a stylist. So I use a tool called Shopshare and based on your brief and your measurements and what you need from your wardrobe, I will go and do the shopping for you and I will present you with a curated set of items to peruse. So instead of having to narrow down 6,000 things that you see on ASOS, that sounded like a riddle, didn't it? 6,000 things that you see on ASOS. Instead of doing that, I can present you with a catalogue, as it were, of 100 items maybe or 50 items and you can go through you can look at how I have created outfits using them and you can click through and buy whatever it is that takes your fancy I have clients who have discovered new brands through that I've had clients who have found that um, it, it helps with their impulse to shop and also it it's a really big time saver and money saver If that sounds good to you, then why not pop over and say hello to me and see how I can help you. All of my services and packages are on my website. It's thestyleeditor.co.uk. And I'd love to hear if you found this episode helpful. I think the biggest tip that I can give you is to allow yourself to love your clothes. It doesn't just have to be something of convenience. It can give you pure joy and you can use your clothes to elevate your energy. Be mindful that when you shop online, you need to do it with intention. It's just the same as it would be if you were walking around a physical store. And remember to benchmark your items too. And if something doesn't make you feel like a 10... Mm, is it really worth your time and your money and your gorgeousness? I think not. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Style Uncovered podcast, I would love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing these things, you help get us into the ears of more women who may need help with uncovering the why behind why they're wearing their clothes. Until next time. Bye bye. Thank you.